Uh, the countdown is on. Just under an hour, the race that stops two nations will begin. Tens of thousands are expected to turn out at Flemington. One of them is our correspondent, Donna DeMaio. Donna, good morning, good evening, hello. Oh, there she a is. Lot of entertainment. There's a lot of entertainment going on behind me, so hopefully you can hear me over the, uh, the musicians, the, uh, well, uh, let's say it, they're race-goers, but they're also party-goers because are you familiar with the area of the birdcage enclosure? Yes, Yes, okay, so <laughs> I've just stepped out of the Mum Marquis and uh, they had a French chef, uh, he came in from Paris and uh, they've been serving vintage Mum and, uh, wait for it, uh, grilled octopus smothered in Vegemite. How does that sound, Andrew? <laughs> that sounds appetising to you. It sounds, very, it sounds very Australian, Donna. Look, I'm very happy to be talking to you. I talk to you when you do early edition, um, you know, and that, of course, is night time at your time. For you to actually be out in the daylight, I think, is magnificent. Is the vibe of, of Flemington and the Melbourne Cup uh, going off? Does it feel full? Is it excited? Yes. Look, there are tens of thousands. I spoke with the VRC chairman, Neil Wilson, and he told me that about 80,000 people will be trackside today. It is glorious weather. In fact, I'm going to say it, it's a little bit too hot for my liking. It's about 30 degrees, but there's a storm coming. Hopefully that'll arrive after the big race. Um, and uh, in the meantime, as I mentioned, it really is a beautiful party atmosphere. And uh, Neil Wilson told me that it feels like this year is the first year since that dreadful pandemic where, oh gosh, there's a big brass band going past as we speak. So I might actually uh, get, um, be, a little, be, be drowned out by a batch of musicians. Can you hear me, Andrew? Yes, I can hear you and I can hear the band. Or let them play. You can hear the band. So, um, so basically, uh, we're hoping that the rain holds off uh, for the big race. Um, and um, in the meantime, yes, it's um, everyone's just uh, celebrating it. And uh, as I said, post-pandemic, um, it really feels like uh, Melbourne Cup has got its buzz back, let's say. Absolutely. Can I ask you about the controversial rule change this year that allows men to wear tailored walk shorts? Have you seen any? Well, I was personally stunned. I've covered about 26 of these events, these carnivals. And uh, I look when I announced that I thought, is anyone actually going to take this on board? And I have not seen one bloke wearing shorts, even though they're allowed to. And quite frankly, as I said, it's absolutely stinking hot. Um, I, I'm actually wearing a very, very loose-fitting shift dress. And just to mention, can I mention, mention that I actually um, have accessorised with a New Zealand designer background called Saban. <laughs> so they are. Uh, that is my New Zealand reference for you. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I dress for the weather, but uh, the blokes have decided to just don their suits. Mind you, I bumped into one bloke who's never been before, didn't realise he had to wear a tie in the birdcage enclosure. So you can actually hire one. You can, you can, you can pay 20 bucks for a tie for the day and then hand it back at the end of the day. <laughs> so I did not know about well, look, I was, I was very excited about the fact that walk shorts are making a comeback because back in, in the 1960s, New Zealand public servants went on strike and the Public Service Association fought valiantly for the right for men to wear shorts in the workplace because of the heat, a freedom that was not granted to women who were left to swelter in silence. But there was very much a rule about that. And so we we're talking tailored walk shorts combined with knee-length socks, short sleeve shirts and office footwear and a tie but it sounds like that's all redundant since no one's actually taken up the idea. No, it's, it's very um, very perplexing why they didn't. As I said, it, it was a prime opportunity to not uh, sweat. I, I, as we speak, I, I have a little river of sweat running down my back. Okay, okay too much information. It's a, it's a warm day. <laughs> too much information. Day. <laughs> uh, uh, who's the favourite and have you put any money down? 
Okay, so I, I've gone $5 each way for um, future history uh, based on the fact that it's uh, number 21 and I just happen to like that number today. So I know nothing <laughs> about racing. I'm reflective of the uh, tens of thousands of people here that uh, come along and sometimes don't even see a horse race. Um, but uh, the favourite, uh, you know what, last year's winner, Gold Trip, is tipped to win the Cup. But we also have Damien Oliver who is a champion, absolute legendary jockey, and he is retiring. So this is his last ever Melbourne Cup. So I kind of actually hope he wins on a horse called Alenka. Well, Donna, you are representing all of New Zealand in the birdcage with all the celebrities, (laughs) and it sounds like you're enjoying yourself, so you get back into it. That's Donna Demeyer uh, reporting live from Flemington Racecourse in the birdcage, which was where all the VIPs go, and the brass bands uh, for News Talk ZB. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.